Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Overdrive Podcast. My name is Fred Purdue. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Rick Brown. What's going on, Rick? Hey, what's happening, Freddie P? What's going on, man? After a another week in, I feel like we've been on spring break, or should we say spring gaming? We feel like we've been doing this for a minute. So, um, but yeah, we're uh, another week uh, of spring games, and we are prime time in Boulder this week. That was interesting. Mm. This one was interesting. This week was this was the build up week. All we hear we've been hearing is prime time this, prime time this, coach prime this, Dion that for the ones that are a little disrespectful. But you know you got to put it. You know he don't want you to call him Dion, but you know I, there are some that still out there. Coach Prime, I got you. I got you. That's yeah. Coach Prime over here. But um, but yeah, this is this has been the the build up week, and then there's that Alabama team. They did all right, and you know um. Yeah, it's it's this one. This one's uh, this week's been very, very interesting. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Well, most most of the time it is, man. It's it's just weird, you know. You, you get all this hype, and then you get to the actual product from the field, and it doesn't often relate. But we're going to talk about that in a minute, man. The spring games and. Get them out of the way and get get the people ready for their summer vacation. But there's some news that's breaking out in college um, football coming up, man. Yeah. First off, before we do jump into this, I know we jump right in. We got to pay some bills real quick, of course. Oh yeah, we got to pay bills. Let the people let's let the people know where they can find us. You can find the show on Twitter, on and any other social platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those places. You can find us. Uh, at CFB Overdrive, you can also find myself on Twitter talking, talking cash, cash junk about one coach prime, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB. I do not have a blue check, I do not have a blue check. Let me say it again, I do not have a blue check mark, but I refuse to pay one for one too. Hey, Elon, if you want to hit me up with one, I'd be good with it, but I'm not paying for it. Rick, where can they find you? Uh, they can't find me, man. They, you know, they 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 look for me and they find me. They 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 may regret it. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. I, I tried to warn you. I tried to warn you guys. Come at your own risk. At Rick Brown ninety one on Good Twitter. Stuff. Good stuff. So, uh, we have a college football rule changing here. So. We've always differentiated the pro game from the NFL game or from the college game simply by one simple, well, two simple rules, but one that has been in place since 1968. Were you around back then? Just curious. Or does this month uh, predate you? Uh, what month? Um, I don't have a month, but I'd assume it was before the season started. So at least we'll say at the top of the year. Mm, no no oh this rule predates you wow wow that's a dinosaur rule got of got we have to update with the times right um but yeah we have the clock stopping after a first down that is all i've ever known when it comes to this great game called college football and it it's a blessing and it's a curse how is it a blessing the last two minutes of a college football game can be an hour long <laughs> 
it seems like sometimes because you're just going dink, 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 dink down the field every first down. The clock stops. You could essentially have two drives within a minute, even 30 seconds. I mean, it it completely changes how a game is done, but it also extends what a generally a, a football game, whether it's high school, college, or NFL, should be about three, maybe three and a half hours. A college game can go four hours, and I've seen it. And we're not even not forget adding overtime, just a regular old game. I I, I remember uh, I've seen games that are just excessively long because these no huddle spread offenses go up and down the field and they get, like I said, multiple possessions after two minutes. Um, adding on to this rule, we're keeping we're kind of keeping we're taking our foot kind of out of the water, but not all the way. If it's within the last two minutes of the uh, at the end of the first half and at the end of the second half, or I'm sorry, um, yeah, end of end of halves, end of halves, end right. of halves, um, you get the two minute rule. The the first down rule is in place, and it it's like if you're gonna do it, do it all the way. If you're, I guess they're setting it up where maybe we're experimenting. Do we want to keep it or do we not? Just get rid of it. If you're going to get rid of it, get rid of it. See, I have a little different take on it. I, I actually like the rule because it's one of the things that separates the pros from the colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just something that, you know, you could always have a, a drive late in the game because you knew that the clock was stopped for at least how how long it takes for them to set up the chains to to get a playoff and i i, I always liked the rule for colleges didn't don't want it for the pros of course of course not but i always liked it and now that you're toying with it and i understand the college games can get a little outrageous they, they they're long at times but i'm gonna miss it for at least um what fifty six minutes of the, of the yeah game? yeah yeah I again I I like the rule but if you're gonna do it just do it don't don't play with me and hold it till the the end of the last two minutes I know there was complaints about um the amount of plays that are run because we have teams that Teams like um, USC or Oklahoma when Lincoln Riley was there getting off 120 plays. Why is that? Because if you're averaging, if you have quarterbacks that are running these up-tempo offenses, not to mention we're spreading you out sideline to sideline, averaging eight and a half to 11 yards per play, it's very easy to just walk right down the field in a minute, less than a minute. I mean, the days – I remember Chip Kelly's games. The, that, I think that's also part of it. Chip Kelly's games were back in his Oregon days. He was averaging a first down almost every play, and he's getting to the line by about anywhere between 18 and 19 seconds left on the play clock. You couple those two together and one or two play touchdowns, that stands for a lot of points scored. I know they want to protect players, but this would this is the rule I would have been okay keeping. 
The other one would have been if you're going to change a rule to make it more like make it more uniform. Can we just get two feet in bounds and call it a day? Can we stop tinkering with one foot in bounds and just say, got to have two in? That's the rule you should have changed. In other news, uh, so we have we have spring games, right? And so because we have spring games, uh, we have we can kind of start with this one. We can start with Texas, right? So Texas was last week, and I, I know we didn't get it in. We kind of ran out of time, so I fit, I felt like we should go back and go talk about it. Let's talk about it, right? So Texas under Coach Steve Sarkeesian, and after having two years now uh, to build the roster. We have we have a quarterback. We might have two quarterbacks, one unquestioned, but especially one Quinn Ewers. So my observations from this game, one, Quinn Ewers, is, he showed v- very good touch, very good accuracy. Uh, he went 16 to 23 for 195 yards and a touchdown. No picks. Very good. Very good. We saw flashes of this last year before the injuries and things like that, but he looks like he is ready to take that jump. He looks like the quarterback everyone saw when he was a five-star freshman when he went to Ohio State. Uh, the other quarterback, backup, Malik Murphy, uh, and I'm calling him the backup based on this game because we'll, – and we'll get to Arch Manning in a minute, but Malik Murphy, six foot five, 235 pounds from California. Uh, he finished 9 of 13 for 165 yards and a touchdown. Looked impressive, showed touch on the deep ball, a couple deep balls, had a um had a 79 79 yard bomb. The other one, the other deep ball, uh just went through the hands of the receiver. So he looks like he's developing. But let's talk about Arch Manning. Arch Manning, number one quarterback, top quarterback uh in in this past 20 the 2023 class. Everyone loved him. Me, not in, not so much, not so much. Um, I, I said to, I said to my partner here, Rick, I said, Rick, you know, um, if Arch Manning's name was Arch Smith, Arch Brown, Arch anybody, we'd call him a low tier three star. He has good size. Um, he looks, he's an okay athlete, but he's probably a lower tier power five upper tier G5 quarterback. It is what it is. No shame in your game. But Arch Manning's first game, we saw he doesn't have the arm strength, um, doesn't make poor decisions. He's not a great athlete. He's an okay athlete. Uh, there was a lot of pressure in his face. He didn't turn the ball over in pressure, but he went 5 of 13 for 30 yards. He, made, he can't throw an out route right now. His arm has got to get a bit stronger. Not very impressed with what I saw from one Arch Manning. Avoids tackles really well. Still need, still not. He has a decently quick release, but again, Arch needs another mango season before we even consider talking about even competing for a backup job. Malik Murphy, you got an opportunity if Quinn Ewers goes down. Seize it. Um, wide receiver looked very much improved for this team. Um, Guys like Xavier Worthy, 
and Jordan Winnington are not going to have to be the only guys. Two names to know, Isaiah Nears, as well as uh, Adani Mitchell, former Georgia transfer from last year um, who got injured in the game. They had both had huge catches. They will be definite contributors to this offense. Texas is not hurting for receivers. Sark went out and got some guys. Um, running back for running back. I think the Bijan Robinson era, while it is over, I think the running back position is in good hands. Um, looking at CJ Baxter, the five-star freshman from Florida. How do you go from Florida to Texas? Rick, what are we doing here? Can we not keep these guys at home? It, it, it just, it bothers me. I, I don't know, man. <clears throat> I mean, people think it's the grass is greener. And with the, the transfer rule and the NIL, it's crazier. It, it's crazy. People are making decisions that make you scratch your head. If I'm a five-star freshman, I want to stay in the state of Florida, but I get it. Out of Orlando, doesn't want to go to Florida State. They're not really back yet. Florida, they're poo-poo. And Miami... Kind of poo-poo. Uh, Texas is is hot right now. There's an open roster spot. I think he did the – he actually did exactly what we say these guys should do, assess the roster, see where there's playing time. There's a five, There's a, a first round, but a top, possibly a top 10 pick. He's gone now. His backup is gone now. He'll be a top 100, 120 kind of pick. Both of those guys are gone. You got open competition. Go take your job. Go be a five star. Mm. Go do what a five star freshman is supposed to do. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Savion, yo, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Savion Red, former wide receiver turned running back, also is an interesting, versatile piece uh, that I got to see. Texas is not hurting on the offensive side of the ball at every level. Offensive line, decent. Running backs, Pretty good. We'll see. Uh, I mean, when your offensive line's hitting, it doesn't matter if you have a freshman or not. If he can hit the hole and he can, if he's even slightly okay as a pass blocker, he's getting on the field. Uh, receiver, really good. Quarterback, Quinn Ewers looks like he's ready to make that jump. So offense isn't the problem. The D-line was very, very aggressive. Uh, Jamon Tapp and Ethan Burks got after. They got after it. Texas Looks kind of they, – they, I see flashes of the old Texas, not Vince Young's Texas, Colt McCoy's Texas. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a whole difference. But Colt McCoy's Texas was really good too. So don't don't come out don't come after me, Texas fans. Okay, don't don't come after me. But nonetheless, Texas looked really well, good on the D line. I was really curious. <laughs> I was I was really curious about your uh, quarterback assessment, and you know all the hype with Arch coming in, mm-hmm. and you're just you after after observing him, you're ready to just say he's not even ready for a backup role right now. I am. I'm ready to say it. I was ready to say he wasn't even my high his high school evaluation. I said he wasn't even. He was a – if his name was Art Smith, we would not view him as the number one quarterback in the country. 
we would not view him as much more than maybe an upper tier G5. I'm, and when I say upper tier G5, I mean no disrespect to the Cincinnati's of the world, but that's that's what you guys were before you went to the Big 12. Okay, so the upper tier, the, the UCFs of the world, the Houston's of the world, uh, the Cincinnati's, everybody that basically went to the Big 12. That's where Arch Manning should probably have gone, but because his and or a upper tier or I'm sorry, a lower tier uh, power five, your Cincinnati's, <laughs> UCF's, BYU's, uh, your Baylor's, schools like that, schools that are in the mid tier to bottom tier of the power five and maybe have a good year here and there. That's where you should be. To call him to say he's at Texas, Oklahoma, if you wanted him to even go to a school like Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, he's not ready for that. That's not what he is. His last name's Manning, and I don't mean just randomly Manning. He had his name holds some weight. His name holds a lot of weight. So he has to go where um he was advised to go. It is what it is. I get it. I get it. But he ain't ready. He ain't ready. If you go back and go check me out on Twitter for Purdue CFB, you'll see that 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 out route that barely got there. Granted, it was from the opposite hash. We know the hashes are wider in college, but that's a throw you should be able to make as a five-star freshman. Just saying. you know where to find them, folks. I okay, smoke, okay. Well, I, I appreciate your assessment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. So, I mean, and if anyone comes with any smoke, I got your back because uh, one thing that Fred Purdue does well is evaluate. So watch your back. I got your back, bro. I got your back. I appreciate it. I really do. Um, and I one, don't say that too name, often. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got to take it when I get it. You know, I have to take it when I get it. So I really appreciate that, sir. Um Freshman, five-star freshman linebacker Anthony Hill Jr. Uh, had three tackles, uh, one and one sack. He looks every bit of the part that I saw when he was coming out of high school. Um, yeah, yeah, Texas has depth now. Uh, they have a lot of depth, and I think they're going to get some more depth going in with the transfer portal window opening. Uh, there's going to be a lot of movement after these spring games. Are, are completed and what this team what your team may look like when they had their spring game may not be the way their team looks um heading into week one wherever they are uh speaking of that i, I kind of slightly quoted uh coach prime let's talk about coach prime i know that's what y'all are here for right we got to talk about coach no prime. no 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 uh, no hold up hold up hold up fred hold up before you go with coach don't you want to save coach for last? Yeah, let's, let's hold coach for last. Let's hold that. Let's put that back in our back pocket, right? Um, that Alabama team, you know that that whole Nick Saban team, goat goat Saban, goat Saban. Is that can we call him that goat Saban or is it coach former Saban? dynasty? You know, former dynasty. Yeah, with that Heisman winning quarterback, that's probably going to go one or two uh, on next Friday. Yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, he had he held the he held his annual A day. Uh, Crimson versus White had on a, a, a fresh blue blazer. Coach I, Coach Saban's the only one I know that wears a was a blazer in the middle of 
a spring game. Uh, but yeah, Coach Saban was um was was suited and booted for his spring game. Uh, Crimson, the Crimson team beat the white team thirty to twenty one. There was an attendance of fifty eight thousand seven hundred ten people, more than. Mm. My, my my squad in South Florida, more than the people out in, in Boulder. Yeah, they that's the largest attendance in a while. But usually that thing is, is packed. It seems very much packed. Um, Brian Denny was rocking. We have a quarterback battle, right? We Bryce Young, former Heisman Trophy winner, soon to be top three draft pick. Nah, let's be respectful. Top two draft pick. Um, yeah, he's gone. So the it's the Milrow Simpson. We got some news from Alabama. It was some rumors, and I I was a little worried this week. I was I kept my mouth closed this week because usually when I when I run my mouth, things bad happen. A lot of bad things potentially happen. So speaking of quarterback battle, um, there was some <coughs> tampering. Excuse me, alleged tampering. Sorry, don't want to get anybody in trouble. But one Tyler Van Dyke, Miami Hurricanes quarterback. Uh, was in the news this week when, speaking of Alabama, he was allegedly speaking to the University of Miami about more NIL money, and he was potentially going to the portal, and Alabama was the prime suspect. Now, Coach Saban, this is my – this we cool. We cool. I know you don't know me personally. We met a couple times, but, you know, you don't know me personally. Stay away from Miami. We don't. You don't need us. We didn't bother you. We didn't want no smoke from you. Leave my quarterback alone. That's my PSA to coach Saban. Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled program. So Tyler Van Dyke <laughs> potentially a, on the Alabama radar, but he is no longer there. Miami actually posted uh, a nice a nice PR image of him running, looking into the distance, hoping that he would not throw an interception to one of our uh, – throw an interception out there because, you know, when our receivers don't separate, but you know, he's focused on what he's doing in the future. I guess that's what they're doing there. I get it. Uh, but Alabama needs a quarterback. They need somebody because in this quarterback battle for uh, between Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow, who I I've championed Jalen Milrow since he was a came in as a freshman. I thought he'd have some a little piece of the offense when when Bryce Young went down. Uh, Jalen Milrow was thrown right into the fire, and yeah, he was not ready. Uh, he's a runner. He's a dynamic runner, but just can't throw the football. Well, a lot of that still happened. Um, I actually like the third string quarterback between the two of between the three guys that got a got a real opportunity. Uh, Dylan Lonergan. I heard about Dylan maybe about a maybe a month before the before signing day. And I was like, who is this kid? You know how you, you see a, a, a clip or you hear a name and you're like, you just go punch in the, the huddle tape. I want to see the huddle tape. Right, and right. And the huddle tape looked legit. I'm not going to say Dylan Lonergan is going to be your your quarterback. Um, Crimson Tide Nation, Roll Tide Nate, whatever y'all call yourselves. Um, but you might have one. He might need a mango season. But uh, yeah, what you got right now, it ain't cutting it. It ain't cutting it. It ain't. It's if I if I was to look at say Coach Saban's quarterbacks over his over the years, Greg McElroy, despite winning a national championship, is the very last quarterback I want on my roster. He's the backup of backups. 
He's the he's the bare baseline. Anything worse than that is not a, is not acceptable. He's a nice game manager, with maybe Tua and Bryce Young being right at the top, right? Ty Simpson looked worst. He's probably the worst quarterback I've seen. Uh boy, since mm. His name is escaping me, but he ended up Blake Barnett, who the transfer to Arizona State and then the USF. He looks that type of bad for being one of these type top guys. Ty Simpson was um, a top guy, but I don't see it. Jalen Milrow, I don't see it either. He doesn't see the field well. Still looks for his first read. Uh, Ty Ty Simpson was a threw for forty six percent in the pick. Uh, Milrow, 51% in two picks. It wasn't good. Now, Mr. Lonergan, true freshman, came in against the twos, and it was the twos, but he went right down the field, 8 of 14, 79 yards, and a touchdown. That was his one lone drive. I was very, very impressed. He didn't. He stepped out of the rush, made clean reads. He didn't turn the ball over. Threw the ball away when he when there was nothing there. He looked like he had he was not a freshman. He did not look like he was supposed to be at prom in a couple weeks. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Um, offensive line struggle. Got to put that out there. Offensive line struggle. Um, oh, and before I say that, re- the receivers didn't help the quarterbacks out. There were twelve plus drops. I saw at mm. least nine. I saw at least nine. By all by all pass catchers, did not like it. Um, there were four turnovers and twelve sacks among all quarterbacks. Not that's, that's not good. Not good. Um, the O line couldn't protect, and Bama didn't have their best two pass rushers in Chris Braswell and uh, Dallas Turner. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not saying there's a drop off, but. Ooh, it didn't look good up front. Um, Justice Haynes, run true freshman running back. He had sixty four he he looks like he's a he looks like he's 5'10, 5'11, 215 pounds already. He got to see a college weight room very early. And he looks like he's making gains. Uh he is he had 64 yard all purpose yards and three touchdowns. And I saw all three of those those touchdowns. He looks like a grown man already. He's going to have an opportunity to make some plays. Um, Jace McClellan, watch out. Your job might be on the line. Just calling you out. I'm not trying to call you out, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just putting you on notice. Uh, flip to the defense, right? Uh, DB Malachi Moore had three sacks from the nickel. From the nickel. Let me say it again. From the nickel on blitzes. And he had a QB hurry. He was named 8A MVP. Um, freshman, I'm sorry. Um, Offense struggled on third down. They were six to twenty-nine as a group. Didn't wasn't good. Um, both the crimson and the both the crimson and the white team they were both abysmal on third down. Um, Tommy Reese is the new offensive coordinator. I get it. Offense is changing, but nonetheless, six of twenty-nine for both teams. Hey, that's just good defense, right? I want to. So I have a theory with Bama. If the offense is good, there's very rarely a Bama team that's just completely complete. 
The Dante Hightower defenses were really good. Um, a couple years ago when they had when Mac Jones was the quarterback, 2020, they were complete. 2013 was complete. But rarely is there ever once both sides are complete. Usually the offense is really good or the defense is really good. I think the offense the offense is going to take a while to catch up. I think this defense is going to be really good. Um, five-star freshman Caleb Downs. Why do I keep saying five-star freshman? Come on, Bama, stop. Give every, Let everybody else get some, right? Um, five-star freshman Caleb Downs at safety. Uh, he, made, he made a ton of plays. Had a pick on a Hail Mary. Um, he looked, I mean, he was all over the field. He is going to be a borderline starter. He looks the part. Uh, he looks like a Bama safety. I am very interested in what they're going to do with him. He's not, he's not necessarily Mika Fitzpatrick, but he's going to be that guy that's probably going to start as a freshman at some point. Watch out. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm. Bama is not who we they're not who we thought they were. I don't even think they are who we think they should be right now. That team is not um that team might be third in, in the SEC West right now, as currently constructed. Behind who? LSU and possibly, possibly Texas AM. Possibly. Oh my gosh, now you're pushing it, Fred. I am. I'm pushing it. But this team, it's it's mainly the quarterback position kind of rules everything. You have to be able to score points. This offense, they, they have nobody. The receivers don't separate. Uh, tight end doesn't really isn't really that dynamic. Offensive line isn't that good. Based off of what we, if the season started today, they'd probably be fighting for that second spot with somebody else. Well, by the time the season starts, Coach will have talked to his Aflac people and things will be different. <laughs> you stop the gap. You know, there's a gap there. You, you got to uh, stop. Okay. You got to close the gap. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So we if are you know, not, not, we're not uh, the team we need to be in come September. Uh, kind of like Coach Prime said, right? Kind of like how, what, what he said. We're we're not the team who we're supposed to be. Uh, we're 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 not what we'll look like in a couple in a few months. Um, be ready for what we have. Okay, I got you. I got you, um, Coach Prime. Let's talk about it. Uh, let's get it out let's of the way because I mean, so Coach Prime, right? Um, let's just say first first and foremost, it felt like a game day, a college game day atmosphere. Uh, 47,277 in attendance. It was cold. It was snowing. It was Boulder, Colorado. And yet all these Florida guys keep going there. Go figure. Um, We had Chris Fowler in the building. RG3 was in the building. Again, it felt like college game day was there. I mean, that was the largest attendance for a spring game in, in Boulder. Uh, in years, and the and it shattered the record. Their record was thirty thousand, so it more than shattered the record. And they were there. I mean, Cordell Stewart was there, and other people were there. Slash, shout out to Slash. Um, but yeah, they they had a lot of things going for them. Uh, social media was buzzing the entire time. Coach Prime came out with a cowboy hat on. Of course, you know he has to be that person, uh, and he was mic'd up for the game as well. So you already know what that is. Also. 
Uh, you know, Coach Prime has to do it. He has to do it up all the way, right? <laughs> so, kids were screaming for <laughs> autographs um, while players were warming up, things like that. I mean, it, it had a really, really big game day atmosphere, and I like that. I like that about it because it needs to, he needs to do something to get people coming. He needs to fill the stadium. So that is a big, a very big piece of things. Um, there was snow. There was snow in this game. So I want to address that. Like weather is going to be a huge thing, right? Because right now it's going to be snowing when they're before they get before he ever coaches his first real game, and it'll be a lot of snow when he start when he's midway through the season. He's probably going to get a what a month and a half of no snow, and then it's going to get different, real different. This is not South Florida. This is not Jackson, Mississippi. This is Boulder, Colorado. So get ready for that. Is not the South? Oh, it's not. It's it's definitely not. Uh, there were snow flurries. They had. I mean, they had to. Um, they had to get the snow off the field for a spring game, right? Go figure. Um, format was on was different. Uh, there were three 17 minute 30 second 30 second periods with a running clock. Uh, that was divided into individual segments for special teams. So this was not your typical spring game. I mean, they worked on different things like kick return, uh, punt return, uh, first-team offense versus second-team defense. There were some different weird things going on here. Um, I was definitely intrigued. Um, But, yeah, their format was a little different than everybody else's. The star of the show was not one coach prime, but his son, Shador Sanders. Um, I wanted to see could he what would he look like in a sense uh with against real D1 players. And I, I don't want to say real D1 players, division one FBS players. Okay. Um he already hooked he hooked up with for his first touchdown on a 14-yarder uh with former with former teammate Travis Hunter, who's playing both ways. That's gonna be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna definitely be interesting. Baby Dion. Yeah, baby Dion, right? Um, Travis Hunter was a problem in this, in this. I'll say this, and I and I've heard this throughout, and I did I obviously not seeing their practices, but seeing clips. One of the things I heard was it looks like Colorado's defense looks like a bunch of high school kids or guys that don't belong. Their defense is abysmal. I'll just call it what it is. It's abysmal. I've seen high schools with better defenses, but again, a lot of their, they're going through a transition. Um, you have a lot of players going to be transferring in and out. Uh, shout out to one Brendan Gant for former Florida state uh, DB turned linebacker. He was, he was um, offered by one Colorado. Let's see what happens with you. Shout out to him. Oh, County in the house, Kathleen Red Devils. Okay, cool. All right, so um, but they had a ninety, they had a ninety-eight yard um house call, uh, in the third quarter. They were looking for situational reps. Um, this game really had a lot of big plays, a lot of busted coverages. This offense looks a lot like I thought. I was wondering where I saw I've seen this offense from, and it looked. It, I was like, where have I seen all, a lot of this? And then RG3, of course, comes on TV and says, oh, that's my old offense. Makes sense. Wide open throws, lots of deep shots. 
down the field, um, run game, influ- power read, run game. Um, they call it spread and shred. Some a version of uh, – it was the, the old Art Bryles, Baylor offense. I like it. But I, I hope – I hope and pray this defense gets better. That's all I'm going to say. Because if not, they're going to be in shootouts every week. The offensive line looked average. The running game looked average. Uh, there was there was actually a block kick in this game, so special teams showed up, uh, and they actually let it go. So um, there was a block punt that went back for a touchdown that was on an extra point. So that was would have been two points. So that was that was, there was some good signs there. Uh, I want to see more improvement from Shador Sanders. I think his release is a little bit on the, and it can be a little quicker. Let's just say that. Uh, his ball placement looks pretty good, but I need to see more distribution of the ball to other receivers not named Travis Hunter. If Travis Hunter wants to be a f- halftime receiver, so he's just out there half the time, that's great, but you better go find him somebody else that can go catch the football. Just saying. So overall, what do you think of um, you? You think Prime is going to uh, Coach Prime is going to come in and shock the world, or do you think he's going to, it's going to take some time for him to get things right in Boulder? I think it will be. I want to lean more. There's a little bit of both. I don't think he's going to shock the world. I don't think he's going to just go upset somebody he has no business upsetting. But if you get down on this team, I think this team could probably score points that you don't want to deal with. That's going to, They're going to be a headache, right? Um, but their schedule says they're going to be really bad. It's going to take some time. Uh, looking at their schedule, right? So to start the season, uh, they, get, they get to start the season with, Texas, with uh, TCU. National championship runner-up. That's tough. That's very tough. Um, but then you have games, and that game's at TCU. It's not one of those neutral site games. This is this is in uh, this is in uh, at TCU and in Fort Worth. They get Nebraska next. Uh, Colorado State. They go to Oregon. They get USC at home. On September 30th, if you got them maybe a month later, you might have a chance just getting those Cali guys out into the cold. Uh, but you didn't. And Caleb Williams, the reigning, your homeboy, reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Reigning, defending. Yeah, I saw, they have receivers. They have receivers. They have weapons everywhere. I saw their spring game. He had fun. Let's just say that. Uh, they go to Arizona State. They have Stanford at home. They'll probably split those two. They get an off week. They get UCLA on the road. They go get to they get uh, DJ Uyunglele and his new Oregon State Beavers. That's their homecoming game. Don't lose on homecoming, coach. Don't lose on homecoming. And that could be a real strong possibility. Uh, Arizona looks to be stronger this year. They got they have to go to Washington State and Utah to finish the season. I see maybe four wins on this on this schedule Nebraska Colorado State Stanford and Arizona 
you might catch Washington State slipping. You might. But that game's on the road late in the year. I see four wins. <clears throat> we'll see. I, I was told never put a ceiling on, on on a season. So we'll see. It's I see three guaranteed losses. Yeah. I have three guaranteed losses on their schedule. Easily. There is no guarantees in college football. There are not. But I, I'd be willing to put something on it at Oregon, USC at home, at UCLA. Those that five three, on it? I, I actually, believe it or not, if Cam Rising didn't <laughs> get hurt, I'd be willing to – I could give you five. I could give you five, and I might be willing to do it. We'll talk about that going toward closer to the season. Yeah, I might yeah, have yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but yeah, there, I see what you did there. Um, but yeah, um, this team is going to. This team needs to be. This team has a lot of work to do. I get the hype, but this team has a long way to go. So, Colorado, don't jump on the. Don't uh, jump on the the Coach Prime train too early. And I know everybody wants to jump on. I know Jackson State fans are like, see, that's what we tried to tell you. He's not that guy. I'm not going to say he's that guy yet. I want to give him at least three years. Then we can talk about it. So this is what, I, so this is what I'm hearing from you today, Fred. Mm-hmm. Your analysis, you're saying don't believe that you have to go through the motions. You have to go through the trenches, the wars, any other cliches you want to uh, put in. Uh, and it's not going to be all smoke and mirrors. This is big time football for freshman five stars. And your name isn't going to help you out on one end. And you're going to have to play. You're going to have to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. This is what today's... Uh, and, and your past for the other team means nothing. So today's lessons should be, or or sounds to me is like, you're going to have to prove yourself today, tomorrow, and the next day to be who you want to be. Very much true. Yes, very much so. You got to show me and you got to prove it because this is big boy football now. No more... No more Alabama A and M's. No more, no more. Um, well, who else? Who else? Who who else said? Uh, I don't want to say fam you because y'all actually. Um, I actually like y'all. I actually like what I see from y'all. So I don't want to disrespect y'all. Um, but no, this is no. There's no more. This is not. There's no more HBCU football. Every team you see from here on out will be real. Let's just say it that way, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. If you guys uh, would love to hear what you guys have to say about uh, Fred's synopsis of this spring, (laughs) Um, and especially the the teams today. I I thought he brought some potent analysis on Texas, on Alabama, and on the Buffs. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Fred. 
at, at CFB Overdrive. And you can also give me all the smoke because I want all of it. I want all of it, even from Alabama folks. Leave my quarterback alone, Coach Saban. Fred Purdue CFB. And it's me. It's always at Rick Brown 91. I'm just a mediator here, but today. <laughs> you don't got to break up any fights. Watch this. yourself. Be I'm, all, I'm, I'm out here. I'm in these Twitter streets. <laughs> And I still got your back, my brother. I still got your back. I, I appreciate that. I really do. I really do. Because I, I actually got in a couple of those early. I was like, oh, do I want to call my, my guy? No, I'm going to leave him out. I'm going to leave him alone. Because you would have probably jumped on me for that conversation. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll leave him alone this, just this once. So, uh, but mm-hmm. folks, mm-hmm. We, got, we got a couple spring games left. We'll be talking about them as we go. Uh, there were some other teams that kind of played around with, with that whole spring game thing. But, you know. We um we wanted to hit on I wanted to hit on the on the two that got the most attention over the last throughout this period. We know everybody wants to know what is Alabama doing? Is the dynasty dead? And we also everybody wants to know what's going on with Coach Prime and company because if he shocks the world, you guys will say we told you so. And if he doesn't, I can say well, see, you guys will say well, he doesn't have enough talent. I'll just tell you I told you so. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think. We'll be back in the week with more college football content. Speaking of spring games till next time, guys stay safe and peace. Peace.